0: If you would, kindly stand up on your feet if you're able to. Uh, if not, or you don't want to, that's fine. It's a custom we have. And I'm. Some customs should probably be done away with. This one I, I really do like. It's in honor of God's Word. So, Matthew chapter 9. And I want you to find verse 14. And we'll read from verse 14 through verse 17. As we prepare for this... January's time of prayer and fasting. I want to preach and teach to you a message about fasting. It's simply called the seven sacred reasons for fasting. Seven sacred reasons for fasting. Let's let's get in the Word. Matthew chapter 9, verse 14, reading from the New King James. You ready? Here we go. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the... Pharisees fast often but your disciples do not fast and Jesus said to them can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them but the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and they will fast no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse Verse 17, nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins break. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Father, thank you for what you've done already in this service. I pray now in the moments that remain that you would give us each and every one living understanding, that you would change us, that you would open our eyes, that you would illuminate our heart. Lord, we have not come, as we've said so often, to fulfill some religious obligation, but we've come to seek you, to hear from you, to inquire of you, even to be taught the ways of royalty, the ways of your kingdom. So I pray, move in power. May we never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We do have notes for you, and we'll encourage you to fill those out. Fasting and prayer, we have, um, uh, when I first came to Christ, uh, fasting and prayer is what we just did all the time. Once I figured out uh, that fasting and prayer brought breakthrough, I needed so many breakthroughs that uh, (laughs) I realized, well, if I if I can get a breakthrough by fasting and praying, then I should just fast and pray a lot. And so we did that. We fasted and prayed a lot, and fasting and prayer, restricting yourself from food, if I may define it, before we get into the seven sacred reasons, restricting yourself from food or drink to give yourself to prayer. But it's not just food or drink. It's it's really an attitude. There's there's false fasting and true fasting. Isaiah 50. Uh, Fifty-eight talks about true fasting and false fasting, and there's there's a right way. So the the Pharisees and the Sadducees would fast so that people could see that they were fasting, and and the Lord said, you, you you've got your reward already. They're trying to be look like there's something spiritual, and th- that's not true fasting. And and perhaps as we move on into the fast, and it starts here in uh, this first week of January, we do have some cards and ushers. You can prepare those here for a little bit. Later in my message. Fasting will change everything. Fasting. Seven sacred reasons for fasting. Well, the first one, found in Matthew 17, and there's so many different places that you could look, but the first one is for power. The first one. Power in ministry. Power in business. Power. The power of God. When you fast and pray, it'll release God's power in your life. Matthew 17 the disciples come to Jesus and why could we not cast out this, this demon out of this boy? They, they've just come down the mountain. They've just come down from the Mount of Transfiguration. And Jesus said, however, this can does not come out except by prayer and fasting. When we fast, there's a greater release of God's power in our lives. You said, are you serious? Yes. When I started figuring this out, I thought, man, that's like, Wow. That's amazing. You mean I can walk in another dimension of God's power? Yeah. His favor? Yeah. And fasting and prayer will help me get there? Yeah. Why is that? There's a number of reasons. We'll, we'll talk about that as we go on. But you'll see the early church fasting. John the Baptist. I mean, John the Baptist, a guy wore a loincloth, ate locusts, and lived out in the desert. That would be completely contrary to all church growth and business principles. Um, you know, you need to get a haircut, you need to wear some skinny jeans, put some rips up in those things and move into the city. That's not what John the Baptist did. John the Baptist wore a loincloth. I don't even want to see that. I just don't even want to think about that. What is that? I don't want to see it. Camel hair, loincloth, and eats locusts, and he's out in the desert, but his ministry was far-reaching without Facebook or Twitter or any of that stuff. Far-reaching. If you look at the, at the incredible footprint of John the Baptist's ministry, how did that happen? The power of God. Yeah. That there was something on John the Baptist that they'd never seen before and it was a message under, under baptism, but I think it's directly related to his lifestyle of fasting and prayer. Fast, seven sacred reasons. Number one, you want to increase in God's power in your life. Fast and? They always go together. Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Number two. Oh, I should read this. This is good. Throughout history, there's many men and women who've practiced regular prayer and fasting. Let me just give you a brief list: Charles Finney, George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, Charles Wesley, Maria Woodsworth Edder, Amy Simple McPherson. You ever heard of them? John G. Lake. And, and the modern day ones even today. Fasting and prayer. All right, number two. The second sacred reason for fasting and prayer is to receive revelation, prophetic revelation. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. Some of you are like, oh, there's a bunch of weirdos that get revelation. Listen, revelation is something that God offers to us. He spoke in in parables to hide truth from a casual observer. But the secret of the Lord, says the Proverbs, he confides in those who fear him. And when you fast and pray, it will open up revelation to you. Come on, how many of you, don't raise your hand, but how many of you might be stuck in some place you just don't know how to make it through or wisdom of how to bring healing to your marriage or your kids or your business? You need wisdom. Like, how many of you know what I'm talking about? We had a, uh, some dear friends of ours. We have a few dear friends. <laughs> and uh, they were selling a uh, their business. And the partner they had kind of, went south on them. There was great misunderstanding. And the partner began to sue them. And they ended up in this situation that was very ugly, possibly losing 20, 30 years of hard work as they started this business. And they didn't know what to do. And uh, they were trying to uh, take one section of the business and sell it to this partner of theirs. And they were going to keep the other section. And there was a whole bunch of nonsense going on and lawsuits. So they're being sued, and uh, they began to pray, and fast. And as they're on their morning walk, they would do this morning walk every every day. They're on the morning walk. The Lord speaks to uh, speaks to them and says, "Turn around and walk backwards." So, as they're on their morning walk, they they turn around and and begin to walk backwards. You know, carefully. And as they're walking backwards, God speaks to them and says, do the exact opposite of what you're doing. Bless him, drop a lawsuit, and sow seed, and bless him. Don't, don't, don't fight it, and I'll, and I'll take care of the whole thing. So that's totally contrary to the system of the world. Guess what they did? They obeyed, and God turned that thing around. It was revelation. God turned it around and then blessed them financially beyond anything. I mean, like, supernatural breakthrough. It had to be from God. All the lawsuits dropped, the man ended up blessed, and in years after ended up repenting, and they went on. Listen, God's got revelation for you and your family. Prayer and fasting will bring it. Now, that's just a real-life example, but, but real life is in Scripture. You can look at all kinds of scriptural uh, references about prophetic revelation. Uh, Daniel fasted and prayed. Daniel with the excellent spirit fasted and prayed, and God gave him revelation concerning the end times. You need a revelation. I need revelation. Fasting and prayer releases prophetic revelation. Supernatural help to understand the deep things of God. You can fast and pray for revelation out of the word. It'll change you. Number three, talking about the seven sacred reasons for fasting and praying. Number three, to see God's promises come about. Fulfillment of God's promise for your life. So wait, I, if it's a promise, isn't it just gonna come about? No, that's, that's not true. Because if it was true, you wouldn't hear scriptures like "Wage a good warfare over the prophetic word of the promise that was spoken over you." Wage a good. Why would you wage a warfare over a promise that was just going to happen? Now, there's certain promises that are unconditional. Jesus is going to return. We could all backslide to hell today. He's still coming. How many of you know that? Okay, you're going to be a missionary to Botswana, or you're going to write, you know, music that comes from heaven, and uh, or you're you're going to be used by the Lord to to release. Untold wealth. Okay, but you never get up to punch the clock or get up to write the check or you, you, you never practice your music. You, you know, Come on, that, that's not going to happen. You don't, you don't learn and grow the language of Botswanese or whatever it is. I don't know what they speak in Botswana, but you get the point. You've got your part to do. And fasting and prayer is one of the keys of seeing the promise released in your life. You've got to have a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. It's for fulfillment of God's promises. And there's all kinds of examples. Daniel's an example. Nehemiah's an example. Simeon, Anna. How about Anna? We just went through the Christmas season, and I've got my man girdle on right now to buckle down all those cookies I made. Hallelujah. Just ratchet it in the back. Thank you, Jesus. Man girdle is a vest. Okay, so see that's revelation for you right now, and you're not even fasting. <laughs> in Christmas, Christmas, we talked about, <laughs> we talked about uh, stuff. We talked about Christmas, and uh, one of the one of the greeters of the Messiah is Anna, and she gives herself to prayer and fasting in the temple, and she's, I mean, she's older. She's, I think she's eighty-seven. If you do the math. And she's in the temple, fasting and praying day and night without leaving, it says. And she saw the Messiah come in as was promised her. Simeon, the same. Prayer and fasting will help you see fulfillment. Simeon, it says in the text there in Luke, it says Simeon had a promise. The Lord spoke to him and said, you'll not die until you see the Messiah. So he's fasting and he's praying and he's looking. And then he sees the Messiah. It was an amazing fulfillment. And then a revelation to him, I'm sure, well, I guess I'm going to die now. Fasting and prayer will help you to to see the fulfillment of God's promise. Number four, deliverance from crisis. Our nation, the United States of America, like Israel in times gone by, was given to prayer and fasting in times of national crisis. You don't hear about that too much now. But it's clear throughout Scripture and in the, in the history of the United States of America. Great Britain was a nation that fasted and prayed. In Joel chapter 2, they're in a great crisis. They're in a national crisis. There's a crisis economically. There's a crisis with their agriculture. And in Joel 2 and 15, blow a trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast. Consecrate a what? Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the nursing babes. Wow. In Joel 2 and 12, just up before that a little bit, a few verses. Therefore it says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. You see, the 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 political woes and the challenges of the United States of America understand very clearly are directly related to our backslidden state from the Lord. And if a nation would turn to God, God will heal that nation. The same is true with your family. If, you could, if God could get a hold of someone in your family, I mean, you're here, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm encouraging you, if he could get a hold of you to fast and pray, you can see bondages broken off of your loved ones. You can see things change. And there might be a crisis. Deliverance from crisis. Fasting to avert national crisis as well as individual crisis is a biblical principle. The seven sacred reasons, seven sacred purposes for fasting. Wow. Number five, protection from enemies. Fasting for personal protection is very spiritual. Daniel in the lion's den, he fasted. Consequently, because he fasted, the lions joined him. I said the lions were fasting also, because otherwise they'd have eaten him as they ate the guards and people that were thrown in afterwards. Fasting. Church history filled with examples of how God led to the deliverance of God's servants through fasting and prayer. I have many experiences of my own. I could go on the whole rest of the service talking about how God delivered us. From all kinds of things, sickness, infirmity, accidents, over and over and over. Fasting should not just be the 21 days that are coming up every year. I think you should start our year. I've done that since I got saved, as I said. I mean, really saved. But fasting should be really a lifestyle. It's something that you have part of your Christian walk. Fasting, witnessing, giving. These are pillars of of royalty. These are pillars of your Christian walk. You fast. You, you fast and pray. Fasting always goes with prayer. You learn to give. Be a giver. And, and, and one of the other pillars is, is learning to, um, uh, to witness. These are, these are pillars of disciplines of your faith. I was talking with a man years ago uh, who was putting in my set of garage doors and was talking to me about the incredible turmoil in his marriage. And, and he's just like, I think it's over. There's nothing I can do and so he just poured his heart out as he told me everything that was happening and all all that all the different things he's tried to do to get healing and nothing's worked. I said, "Have you ever fasted and prayed?" He said, "Fasting." Okay, this is someone who's saved for 25 years. I'm not talking like a new babe in Christ. I'm talking somebody who's gone to church every week for 20 something years, a faithful brother in Christ. He said, "Fasting?" I think I've heard about that. I honestly I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't do it to him because I thought it would be disrespectful. I'm going to be like, what? What do you mean you just heard about it? No, what, yeah, I think I heard something about that. 20-something years in church never hears about fasting. Now, some of you maybe never heard about fasting either. I, I'm not here to condemn you. I am here to teach you that fasting is a principle that will bring breakthrough in your life. Seven sacred reasons for fasting. And when you fast and pray, it will bring protection from your enemies. Come on, listen, you need pray protection over your kids. over your, We need protection over our marriages. You know, I'm convinced that when that earthquake hit us, that all of those beautiful workers underneath the steel that day as they were running for their lives, I'm convinced that nobody got decapitated because we're a church that fasts and pray. I'm convinced that's what happened. There's no doubt in my mind the enemy would love for that to happen, for destruction to happen on the job site, or for the, all of that steel, which wasn't locked in. And, you know, it doesn't have the kind of rating until it's locked in. I'm not a builder guy. I build leaders. I don't build buildings. But, but am I right, Wally? Until you get the panels and the roof on, it's not ready for the big earthquake. But I, I came over that hill praying in tongues. Oh, God. And I, 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 I expected to see it standing there, but it could have been a twisted mess. Do you know what kind of problem that would have been? I mean, we have insurance and stuff, but I'm telling you. God's amazing, and he'll bring protection over your life if you'll just learn to fast and pray. Fast and pray. That's brings protection. Let me let me share this with you. Ezra chapter 8, verse 21. Then I proclaimed to fast. Goes on to say that we might humble ourselves before God. Wow. Verse 23 of, of Ezra 8. So we fasted and entered, entreated and our God for this, and he answered our prayer. He did what? He answered our prayer. Number six, seven sacred reasons for fasting and praying. Number six, direction and guidance. Now, I will say this. I've I've said it to you. If you've ever asked me about major decisions in your life, moving, who you're going to marry, job changes, what church you go to, so on and so forth, moving on from a church. uh, I mean, like, life-changing decisions, all right? Uh, I've always said this, that I've never made a mistake when I fasted and prayed. I've made plenty of mistakes when I didn't fast and pray, but when I fasted and prayed, my wife and I have never, ever made a mistake. Sometimes we're in such a rush that we don't get God's plan. We just respond, a knee-jerk reaction. It's, well, that's it. I'm moving. Oh, that's it. I'm just... uh." Listen, you can go out of the frying pan into the fire. You You need God's direction. You need to go where God wants you to go. Do what God wants you to do. He's got a plan. I mean, clearly the Word of God tells us His plan... But then there's like gray areas. Do I live in Alaska? Do I, what do I do? do? Do I move? Do I, do I stay? Do I go? Do this business partnership, do I partner with them? God, show me what you want me to do. Is this the girl I'm to marry? How many of you know Bubba? You better get that right. Yeah. Ma'am, you better get that right. Oh yeah, you may look be all good right now, but I mean later on, I mean you better know. Hello? Listen, this is just bonus for, for those of you that are not married and looking to be married. You also marry the entire family. Just saying. Direction and guidance. Number seven. And to me, this is my, my greatest motivation. Emergencies motivate me. I don't, I don't like crisis, but it, it does move me closer to Jesus, you know. You begin to look at your life and be like, oh man, I wasn't putting in my seatbelt fast enough. My wife told me to drive slower. I, I need to repent. You start examining your life, wrong thoughts, attitudes. Yeah, you examine your life for why you might be going through crisis. Listen, some of you are going through stuff because you're the one that has put your finger in a pencil sharpener. Some of you going through things because it was your foolish decision and being out of accord with God and disobeying his word. And you wonder why you're getting your face punched. Hello. God, don't you love me? He's like, yeah. What, do you do, what are you doing, doing all that stuff that you know you're not supposed to do? Yeah, I love you enough to chastise you. Spanking would be the, you know, God, come on, God loves his people, so he'll allow you to go through stuff to correct you. I'm preaching better than your amen and out there today. Seven sacred reasons, number seven, last one. And this is my favorite. It's for encountering Him, for intimacy. So it's not to avert some crisis. It's it's to fall deeper in love with Him and experience His power and His love for me. And a greater and a, a, a fasting to increase your capacity to experience God and to enter gr- into a greater and a deeper walk with Him. That's my favorite one. You know what I found that number seven. Number seven is a number of completion. I found that that if you do that. It takes care of all the other stuff. It's loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and all your strength. We get so tied up in things and worried and concerned. If we'll just spend time in his presence and even in fasting and praying to experience him at a greater way, then that's what will happen. Lots of scripture here for this. And it's the main text that we read. Can the friends of the, of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them. And what's the answer to that? The answer to that is no. Now who's the bridegroom? Jesus is the bridegroom. The bride of Christ, you ever heard of that? You and I are the bride. So the, the bridegroom, the friend of the bridegroom John the Baptist was the friend of the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom's job is to take the bride and the groom and just make sure everything's kind of getting together and working out. I'm a friend of the bridegroom. I'm I'm part of the bride, too. You follow me? I'm a friend of the bridegroom. My job is not to get you to fall in love with me and think that I'm some great communicator or some anointed man of God. My job is to get you and fall in love with Him. That's my job. And many many pastors and leaders in times gone by have have been enamored by the love and the the acceptance and the, the blessing of a congregation and steal the love from the bridegroom. That's a dangerous thing. Can you imagine you're getting married and your best man's like, listen, he's not here right now. You look good. She's like, you look good too. Yeah. Do you understand? Punch his face. How am I going to know what I'm talking about? Do you understand? See, ministry's role, the role of a man of God, the role of a woman of God is to to direct and teach people in the ways of royalty and teach them to fall in love with God. And fasting and prayer will cause your heart to explode and be illuminated. The text as we read that says, it it says so simply, can they fast when the bridegroom's with them? Let me make a, a, a very simple point about that. If you're not feeling close to Jesus, then the bridegroom's left. When you fast and pray, it will bring your heart before the burning bush of God's presence and set you on fire. Some of you are missing the passion, the zeal because you've lost your first love. You're all tied up in money, or all tied up in, in relationship stuff, or all worried and concerned about this and about that. When you've forgotten Mary, Mary chose a better portion. Martha. Martha had a bad attitude. Some of you have a bad attitude. Come on, fix your heart. Fix your heart to fast and pray. Ushers, would you help us? We're going to pass out cards. Now, this is not going to be like printed and sent everywhere. This is just a way to help you commit and to help us uh, understand how many people are committed to fasting and praying. I want to encourage you to fast and pray. Ushers, would you come and just pass out? These are good for nothing at the end of the fast, so they're scratch paper after this. Pass them out all over the place. I want to challenge you to fast and pray over the next 21 days. The next 21 days, we do this every year. And our start date is January 3rd, Wednesday. Praise God, it's not today. I've, I remember the days before the fast, I would just eat everything. Be like, yes, the fast is coming. Let's just eat. It would feel like a blessing to be a glutton. How many of you know that's not true? These are seven sacred reasons for fasting. There are other reasons. It heals your body, gives your organs a break. I mean, I can tell you all kinds of miracles of healing that comes by fasting and prayer. We just gave you seven sacred reasons from scripture. There's lots of natural reasons to do it. There's something about folding down your humanity, folding down your your human senses to draw close to God, hungering for God. It's it's like an illustration saying, man, I want you more than I want want the chocolate chip cookies. More than I want the chocolate cake. Lord, I, I want you. All kinds of ways to fast. Just remember, I'll probably preach it here in the next week or so about true fasting and false fasting. I'll certainly reference it. I read a a meme, how many of you know what that is? I read a meme and says, Who cares if you pray in tongues if you're a (laughs) mean? I love that. Who cares if you can pray in tongues if you're a mean cuss? Do you understand what I'm saying? People have made tongues like a, a, a theology, and if you pray in tongues and you're spirit-filled, but then you're mean as a junkyard dog. Hello, maybe you need to be baptized over again or get saved or something. Who cares whether you pray in tongues if you're mean and cursing everybody and angry all the time and you got no fruit? What? Give me a break. <laughs> True fasting is is really an issue of the heart. How about this? How about just eat normally and fast all negativity? That'd be a great fast. Don't say one negative thing. Speak life. I'll be giving myself to fasting and prayer. I challenge you to do the same. It's always easier when we do it corporately. Churches across the land, many are fasting and praying. So I encourage you to fill that card out. All right, and um, you can drop that off. If we could have ushers, maybe um, holding buckets somewhere. Let's do that. Let's br- let's let's bring buckets up front. No, let's not do that. There'll they'll, they'll be some buckets out, outside. They'll be standing there. And if you want to just drop that in, you go ahead and drop it in. I challenge you to commit to fasting and prayer. My whole staff is committed to fasting and prayer. We are going to believe for all of these seven things and more to be released. Amen. Provision for the building. It's our plan to move into this building as soon as we can, into the sanctuary and the lobby. I just want to get into it and sell this one. Amen. Great things happening. Finish the building once we get in it. That's our hope. That's our hope. A lot of of different things have to happen, right, Wally? Amen. All right. Stand up on your feet all across this place. How about you? Are you right with God? If you're not, don't leave this place in that condition. There really is a place called hell and it's to be shunned by everyone. The way that you shun hell is by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There's no other way to do it. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me. So right now, before him, in honesty and integrity, if you died, God forbid, you would die today, would you find yourself in heaven? Are your sins forgiven? Are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus? If you haven't, I implore you, I plead with you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to him. You do that by repenting. You say, that's me, Pastor. Well, then just repent right now. Ask God to forgive you. Lord, forgive us. Let's pray this all out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray you fill and touch. Break every bondage, every chain, and pour out your spirit, God, upon your people. Thank you for what you did, God, last year. Come on, thank you. Lord, we thank you for what you did in 2018. How amazing. You're amazing, God. Thank you for protecting us, for for healing us, for bringing your deliverance, for bringing your grace. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. Lord, we love you, and we worship you. I pray now and ask for a supernatural grace upon each and every one of us that you're touching to commit to prayer and fasting starting January 3rd. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Give us grace to fast, to seek you, to see these seven things brought about and your plan wrought in our life, in our community, Lord, in this territory, in our state, in our nation, God in the nations of the world. We pray, Holy Spirit, come and release your power upon us. We thank you and we praise you. Now bless your people Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Happy New Year.